Cool. Hey. Hey. Welcome Hi. to this joint podcast, everyone. I know. We're gonna do like a We should have done a mashup of our names, shouldn't we? We we can try it now. We can call it the uh, Chrissy Greg podcast. Oh the Greg Boss. Oh well. Like mum... The Greg Boss podcast. Yeah, I I, I like that. Or the Mum Greg Boss. <laughs> it could get really confusing <laughs> i'm confused already oh well hi everyone uh we just decided to do a joint podcast so this is going out on both of our podcasts which is awesome yeah feels like we love haven't, it we haven't done one of these for a while have we so good to catch no up. no um so greg do you want to introduce yourself for anyone who has rudely not listened to any of your previous podcasts on mine? Cool. Um, so I'm Greg from Harrow, Arrow, should we say? Um, a dad of one who specialised in helping women who are generally business leaders lose fat, get in shape, get healthy with a mindset-led approach. Because I Oof. believe... You can't separate the brain from the body. That's snazzy. I'm working on it. Isn't it? <laughs> what about you? Introduce okay. yourself, Chrissy. Hi, I'm Chrissy. I am a mum of one and a dog. And I help busy women. Most of them are mums, but they're not all mums. So we are very inclusive here who feel like they don't have enough time to lose weight, get fitter, get healthier and basically smash life because they think that prioritising themselves is selfish. So what I do is I help them to strip it back to the things that work. So does that mean that your clients don't have to fast like a girl? They don't have to fast like a girl. Or yeah. attach a Zoe to their arm. Oh, my God. So, all right, let's talk about it. So, obviously, I had a bit of a rant on LinkedIn yesterday, and Facebook, actually, about Dr. Mindy Peltz, who yeah. is a chiropractor. And I'm seeing this a lot. On social media I don't know about you but there's lots of chiropractors who have moved into weight loss and health and all of that so it's like cracking backs isn't obviously making the money that it should be so now because they get doctor attached to their name I think it almost makes people feel like they're an authority mm. um so I came across this Dr Mindy Peltz I saw one of her things about fasting where she said it's not about a calorie deficit it's about fasting and healing your hormones and to me and I'll, I'll give you your I'll offer your two pence in a second for me if you don't eat for a certain amount of hours every week then you're going to eat less calories like I don't understand why it mm -hmm. has to be flashy but she's also made it like you have to you have to fast a certain way in your cycle like, as if women haven't got enough to deal with without these complicated BS. Mm. Have at it. Your thoughts. I'd love to hear your thoughts. 
So I've not, full disclosure, I've not read the book. I have read your posts and we obviously had a little chatty chatty before we started. The first thing I'm going to say is if I tried to fast a certain way at certain times of my cycle right now, I wouldn't know what the hell is going on because at 43 years of age, my cycle doesn't know whether it's coming or going. So I don't know how she's applying that logic to women who are perimenopausal, firstly, which is, as you and I both know, one of the most problematic times for weight loss because of the because of the other symptoms attached to perimenopause, not because of your hormones um, or that your hormones need cleansing. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, you just face palmed. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, carry on. You're talking. Um, so, so for me, that's the first thing. You know, I'm really open about this, and me and you have talked about this. Like my last cycle was 23 days. The one before that was 21 days. The one before that was 64 days. So. You know what? What am I meant? What am I meant to do with that? So, and that's a whole topic in its in itself. The other thing is moving into your point around as if women don't have enough to do. So, one of the biggest objections I deal with is I don't have the time to focus on this. I don't have, I don't have the capacity to give this the attention it deserves. I don't have the brain space to focus on me and within that there's a whole other conversation as well around well hold on what we're trying to do is give you the the brain space and the capacity and the energy to do that so how are you meant to then start learning this this whole new way of eating which is what this is let's be really clear it's a whole new way of eating that is ideally meant to line up with your cycle, which may or may not be 28 days long. Or you may not even have a cycle anymore. You might not have a cycle anymore. Then what do you do? Oh, man. oh that's it. It's all over. You will never lose weight again. No, that's ever. it. Your life is doomed. Ever, ever, ever. And I just, I find it really insulting, quite frankly, as a woman and as a parent and as someone who has worked hard in my field of expertise passion genius to to create a way that women can do this without causing them stress and making them feel even more inadequate that someone who can attach the term doctor to their title can just come out with this and it doesn't seem to be based on a huge amount of science and that's the thing is that even medical doctors so obviously as you know I used to run a gynecology and endocrinology and maternity unit um, at big London hospital a lot of the doctors used to come to me for nutrition advice because it's not a big specialism mm -hmm. for any of them it's more about medicine yeah and interventions rather than cure so they don't understand nutrition a lot of them a lot of them were confused about greg why is my why is my patient putting on weight 
is it because of her hormones? I'm like, mm-hmm. doc, you understand hormones more than me, but it's because they're eating too much. And yeah, I think I understand where this comes from. I've been having a lot of conversations with people who are not yet clients. So they're not in my world yet, but just, I think some women take it almost as an offense when we say you're eating too much and it's not a judgment on you this is to you the listener about you and your morality or who you are as a person it's we're just talking about your choices yeah we're just talking about science yeah and let's not forget that too much does not does not have to mean you eat eight plates of food a day because it just it just could be that the food you are eating is highly calorie dense and low nutrient density which means that you're overeating calories not necessarily amounts of food does that make sense that makes total sense total sense and I think this is where we see these big arguments online where, you know, I've had it. Oh, well, you're a man. You don't understand what happens for a woman. I'm like, well, no, I won't because I'm not. Um, But it allows me to see the blind spots when clients come to me. I can see exactly what's going on without all the emotion about it. Um, Mm Emotion is important, by the way, ladies. Don't lose it. But I think we need to remove the emotion around calorie deficit and just look at it for what it is it's a scientific term to tell you whether you're eating enough calories too much whatever and why you're not losing weight it is not a judgment Mm. you as a person Mm -hmm. yeah and it's a scientific term scientific fact and I think people like Mindy Peltz and Tim Spector and now Stephen Bartlett have captured that women don't want to talk about calorie deficit or they 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 don't want to believe they want to believe there's something else they want to believe there's something else because the thought of tracking calories which by the way is not the only way you need to the only method you need to lose weight um but by tracking calories and learning about nutrition that these people have capitalized on that so they're now presenting them a magic pill it's not a magic pill it's just another way of putting you in a calorie deficit as greg said at the beginning fasting at certain times of the month is going to put you in a calorie deficit you know, the Zoe, which again, I've never used. I've not done a huge amount of, like I've not, I'm not going to waste my time researching something with for hours. Like I understand the concept of it, but it, you know, it tells you that your blood sugar spikes after you've eaten. I'm going to swear, no shit, Sherlock, that's what your blood sugar is meant to do what will what what things will make your blood sugar sugar spike less oh 
highly nutritious, dense, whole foods. Funny that. You mean like vegetables and... Like vegetables mm-hmm. and beans and, you know, you, you, you're really nutrient-dense grains and like all of those things yeah your blood sugar is meant to spike after you've eaten that's the point Mm -hmm. and that's the point of insulin is to clear the glucose from your system it's meant to happen and the zoe will tell you that eating chocolate and biscuits and crisps and cake all day is going to make you have a higher level of blood glucose. No, really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know how much that costs, actually. Um, Have a look if you want. I mean, it's interesting because it's billed as a... So Zoe is billed as a study. And in most studies, if you recruit me into the study, you pay me to be part of that study. But actually, mm-hmm. you have to pay to be in that study. So it's a very, yeah. it's a very clever way of um, of running a business. I think it's actually amazing. It's actually really amazing. Um, and you can do the same thing with a seventeen pound kit from Amazon. Yes, granted, it's a yeah. bit painful to take a um, a prick of your finger. Um, but I had a client who did took this approach because she wasn't she wanted to know what was going on. She's pre diabetic, and we started to test blood sugar. Guess what? She lost weight when she got into a calorie deficit. I know. Like there were, I know. There were a few foods that maybe elevated it a bit longer, and we said, okay, maybe just keep those out for a while. But generally, it was just about the, what she was eating and how much she was eating. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here, here we go. So memberships plans start from twenty four ninety nine per month plus two hundred and ninety nine ninety nine, so three hundred quid for the test kit, or you can pay for the test kit in six interest free instalments of fifty quid. And then they've got uh, three different membership options. They've got a twelve month. This is all plus the testing kit of £300. So they've got 25 quid, 40 quid, or 60 quid. Wow. So it's really interesting because I've seen some comments on their page of people like, well, I have to pay for this. And I'm like, well, you know, it's kit and I guess it's helping in some way, shape or form. So yeah, you've got to pay for it. So people... When it comes to health and fitness, I think there's this very um, paradoxical view, like that people will say health is wealth and then not do the wealth bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, right. It's, it, this, is, this is one that I find such an interesting conversation because both of us put out loads of free content including weekly podcasts we post on social media every day like we've got you know do live videos stuff all over our websites and everything like that because we want to help people okay that there is a massive driver in me that I used to be the client that I now help and I don't ever want anyone to feel like that so I I want to help people 
but we also run a business let's be re- like let's be really clear we run a business we've got bills to pay okay so yes we do sell services self services that change people's lives by the way and both of us have plenty of testimonials and screenshots that attest to that okay so when you get into a conversation with people about yes you can feel better and let's let's really keep this to feel better because you could look better and feel like absolute rubbish they want that but but they aren't willing often to pay for it or put a price to it or value it and is that i mean i'll give it my experience is that because we don't value ourselves because you know it's okay to pay a business coach 5k 6k 7k sometimes but to invest that in our own personal health seems a bit like, oh my God, I can't do that. I, I really like asking this question or or phrasing it this way. So it's okay to say that I'm not, my health and well-being is not a priority right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say that, but people don't. They'll say, spending that money on myself right now isn't a priority. No, but actually actually put the meaning behind what you're saying, mm. which is my health and well-being is not a priority at the moment. You know, I, I listen cost of living, the price of things have increased. You know, if you've had a mortgage renewal, like I feel you, we all feel you. But what you are saying is that your health and and wellness, wellness, rubbish word, well-being is not, it's not a priority. And that all the other things, the new car, the holiday, the new trainers, the whatever, whatever people spend their money on, mm. you know, and I, we are not here to tell people how to spend their money, but something that, something that I think is really worthwhile considering is if it's not a priority now, when, when actually you can do something relatively easy about it if it's not a priority now in 5 10 15 years it will become a priority and the choice will be taken out of your hands if i if i if i didn't value my microphone i would drop it yeah but i'm not yeah. gonna... no don't um, do that i think well actually you know what i see from when clients come to work with me is when we talk about um health and fitness and all of those things that are about the physical a lot of women I think have been taught by generations before them that actually those things aren't important and actually career Mm -hmm. because you know if you're like top of your career that that's a real big badge of honor 
and you get praise for that right so you'll mm -hmm. see you'll see lots of oh congratulations when you get your degree you get lots of congratulations when you get the new job or the new whatever that those kind of things but when especially when you're younger no one really talks about well did you go for a walk today did you eat some vegetables today did you no one praises you for that so that gets devalued and if you then want to go and play sport often not saying always or do a sport when you were younger it was well why are you wasting time doing that like you've got exams to study for or whatever so I think a lot of it comes from those childhood teenage years where fitness yeah. health is under it definitely was something for me it was like yeah it's Sunday morning why don't you go in church why why don't you don't play football go go to church like yeah you know so I think that's or for, for us it was sports and clubs and things cost money yes yes you know sports and clubs and, and we didn't have a lot of money when me and my brother were growing up mm. we didn't have a lot of money but you know that was it, it I don't want my parents don't listen to this but I don't so I don't but I wouldn't want to upset them but it was a very much a case of that wasn't sports and playing sports and being healthy wasn't something that they valued because it wasn't something that their parents valued. Mm. And so actually, we don't have enough money for you to do that club. But we always manage to find money to do the academic thing. Mm. Even if it ends up making you miserable, as we see on, you know, some of the places we put some of our content, we see a lot of people who are doing, doing jobs. And it's my reminder, brilliant. <laughs> doing jobs when they're not actually really happy and they spent a year studying whatever to only find actually they didn't want to do that in the first place but because of the pressure mm. the accolades they've gone into something that they didn't really want to do yeah yeah so true so and the thing is then as well I just made a connection in my head which I, it, it's trying to run away from me so I'm going to try and grab hold of it before it does but I think then that's what you know, if that's what we've been brought up with and that's what we're used to and that's what we've, the values and beliefs inside of us that are historical and started when we were young children, you know, they don't fit now. They're not, they're like a pair of five, your pyjamas from when you were five, like try putting those on, they're not going to fit you. But I think that also then leads into this belief that taking control of your health and your fitness and your your um weight are something that is going to be really complicated and time consuming now notice how i didn't say hard because sometimes it is hard i said to one of my clients yesterday we all want to have the lifestyle where we can eat the cake and drink the wine and dunk six biscuits in our tea every day and laze around if we don't want to, if we want to. We all want that life, but we also want to have the energy that we need to get everything done that we get we need to get done and to feel, you know, great in our clothes and like we don't have to hide under 
massive jumpers or whatever we want the body that we want and the health but we don't you know we all want that we all want all of it you can't have all of it even the people who look like they don't have to work for it they just eat within their maintenance calories like there's nothing magical about those people like if you've got one of those friends who is just really lean and really athletic looking and but to you they don't exercise and they seem to eat all the time how do you know that they don't just eat one huge meal a day like whatever it is that they're eating they're just eating within their maintenance calories like that's it well it's interesting I think there's a study on this where they got these people that were perceived as the people that could eat pizza and never put on weight and they actually found that those people just naturally were able to manage their diet in such a way where mm. they could eat one big meal but they might have two smaller meals and then they might walk a bit more like yeah. that's it yeah I think what I've seen with my clients is let's be honest to anyone listening to this just I want you to ask yourself this question does the thought of losing weight really inspire you? I know for me, it does not inspire me one iota. Like, I actually hate putting losing weight in my content, but I understand that's the language of people. And mm. But I actually hate talking about weight loss. Like, I actually hate it. <laughs> but, like, for me, and I've, you know, got my clients to do this exercise, but I believe in dreams because the dreams are what, get you out into the gym when you don't feel like it and one of my dreams is I want to be able to wrestle my son at 90 yeah so that means yeah. being fairly good Nick so it means I have to train four times a week yeah I I mine mine is I do not want my son having to get help me get up and down off the toilet absolutely not so that means I don't want to have to have a carer come in and shower me and bath me mm. no I want to do those things myself I want to be able to get up and downstairs for the rest of my life and not have to have a frame and be able to still have my driving license I mean my eyesight is deteriorating by the day but hey um I you know I want to be able to be independent because I have watched so many family around me not be independent and have to rely on their children and their family. And I don't want that for my son. Hmm. That's powerful. So powerful. So, and this is where I think the issue is, is like people come to us and say, we want to lose weight, but actually there's a bigger dream underneath it. And I think people don't know how to get to that dream and how to access it. Hmm. Don't know hmm. how to connect to it. Yeah, it's been stifled over years and years and years. And it's only when you get to those dreams. It's funny, when I started talking about dreams and those kind of things, maybe about four years ago with clients, all of a sudden my results just went. Yeah. Started to just like show up and just get results and just do the thing. And they would just be like, hey, Greg, I'm just letting you know I've done what I've said I was going to do. I'm feeling really good. Awesome. Okay, bye. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 It's so, it's so true. And you and I've done like similar, similar exercises with our clients because we probably share what they are. But, you know, I think your commercial diet plans and things like Zoe 
And I bet that book, Fast Like a Girl, has got nothing about your why and your dreams and your future in it. You know, Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Herbal Life, they don't have anything about, you know, what's your what's your future look like once you've lost weight, once you're stronger. And you're and you're right, it does sometimes for both of us, it feels a bit it is a bit ick sometimes talking about weight loss, but both of us know that when clients start working with us and they start feeling different because they are taking better care of themselves, that's when it opens their mind to the possible. Um, and and I do think that there's we can do more to talk about what that looks like which is what we're doing now and help people to understand but yeah and you know that's why there's a difference if we if we bring it back to the investment investing your in yourself that's why there's a difference between paying me or you to work with us or paying Weight Watchers 20 quid a month true story true story like you, your slimming world leader might be great they might be awesome they might be fun you might love them but they're not going to be in your back pocket when you're struggling with motivation or you're having problems you can't lose the weight but you're unsure about what it is you know they'll say oh well what do they normally say have you eaten your sins this week like yeah I, even... I never did slimming world that was one of the ones i didn't do you know they're all but you can imagine what they're like but it's try harder next week did you mash a banana this week <gasps> oh i had one in a shake earlier is that gonna be all right i don't want to spike my blood sugar too much no, it's, just, no, it's probably I mess up but my yeah yeah it's it is it's true that's that's the difference we 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 sell a different service hmm yeah for people who and want- there are people out there who are happy to do those commercial diet plans and they lose weight on them and there's even a small percentage of them who it stays off for there is a small percentage of them who it stays off for most of them will lose the weight stop the diet go back to how they were before and then go back to slimming well because hey it works for them but again if that's what you want to do for the rest of your life. Mm. Great. Well, it's, it's interesting. So I think our audience, they're probably people who are invested in making more money. Um, and I, I had a client by named Amy and she made nearly a hundred K working with me and hands up. I am not a business coach. I have no idea. Well, I maybe have a bit from previous industries and stuff, but I'm not a business coach, but I think, what it was was seeing how how she treated herself how she looked at her nutrition mm-hmm. to open her eyes to what was going on in the rest of her life because yeah it's all interconnected yeah yeah and i've got gone any of my clients that are business owners firstly i was having i had a coffee with one of my clients who runs her own business this morning and she said to me i am showing up for myself now so I'm showing up for my business and she's busier than she's ever been. You know, she's so, and and I open my Instagram and she's all over Instagram t- talking about her services, which when we started, she, she didn't do. Um, 
And then for those of them that don't run their own businesses, you know, promotions, new yep. jo- having the confidence to go for new jobs, having the confidence, you know, I've even got one, one client who had the confidence to go to her boss and say, I want to reduce my days. I want to reduce my days. I'm not spending enough time with my kids. I want to go down to three days a week. Will you support me? Yes. And she got promoted in the process. Bam. So it's actually much more than just talking about protein, fats and carbs. Yeah. And exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're showing up for yourself. Mm, Definitely. And there was something in my brain now. And you know when it runs away from you? Yeah, that's what was happening to me earlier. Yeah, but I didn't catch mine. And now it's gone like the fastest cake in the world. Damn it. It's gone. It'll come back. It will come back. It will come back. It was, it was, it was important. Um, but there's something you said earlier about the amount of content and stuff we put out to the world and the amount of information. Mm. And I don't think information per se changes minds. I'm just, this is just me speaking. Um, I've been reading a book called The Influential Mind and it's really eye-opening about where people's beliefs are so ingrained that even if you give them more statistics and information, they still don't change their mind. They actually try and use that information to make their arguments stronger. Really mm. scary stuff. Really it, scary. Well, I mean, just stripping it down to the basics of what you've just said, the people that take our information and apply it and get results don't need me and you or they come and work with or they message us and go i've done what you told me to do i need to come and get more results I'm like yeah let's go yeah but it's it's not information it's understand i think it come always comes back to understanding why and the simplicity as well so yeah. We wanted to talk about this anyway, but so for me, a lot of my clients come to me having a million things running around their brain about what they need to do and just being really confused and overwhelmed about which strategy they should follow. And so they might have all the information, but it's conflicting and they're overwhelmed and don't know which one to start first. Mm. So that's where we come in to strip that back in the context of their lives and help them apply it. Because what, what we do in the face of calories in versus calories out, protein steps, training, sleep, rest, manage stress, not rocket science. It's not rocket science, but applying it to your life and making it stick and making it sustainable and making it something that you don't give up on after every two or three days is where we can help. And when the weight launchers car. Implementation over information. Yeah. Got it. So I've got a question. Was there anything else we had on our list, by the way, just so I'm clear? So I'm just make sure we haven't. Uh, simplicity, the new fads, money and investing, parental guilt. Ooh, all right. 
Parental guilt's a good one because it's the summer holidays, right? Yeah. So I'm seeing a lot of these posts about mum guilt and stuff, and I'm going to just simplify it my way. Um, I call my clients tigers because they have stretch marks and they are just tiger stripes. Right. And I showed them like a video the other day, right? And it was like um, a tiger, the, the, the mother tiger going out and leaving her cubs to go and hunt. Mm. Do you think she's guilty? Do you think that she's guilty and going, oh, I better spend some more time with them? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a parent. Time with kids is precious. But there are times when you have to work or you have to do things. And I think sometimes I think we're preparing kids for us to be around them all the time. And I think we did a podcast about this, which I might reshare. It was about making time for yourself. It was an amazing podcast. Yep. Um, I might just re resend it out to people. But I think we're creating this guilt for no reason. Just my no. Yeah, I so I agree with you. So my son's 12, so he's a bit he's a bit younger than your son. Mm -hmm. But um today, so it is what day is it? Tuesday. We're in we're it's the first of August as me and Greg are recording this. And I left the house at quarter past nine. I went to the gym. Then I met a client at 11 o'clock for coffee. And I got home at about quarter past 12. So I was gone for three hours. I came home. I showered. I made my lunch. He wasn't hungry for his. I said, okay, but I've got a podcast recording and then I've got a client call. So if you come home at two o'clock wanting food, and he was like, I'll make it myself. And about 10, 15 minutes into recording this podcast, he came in. I could smell the toaster. He's made himself his lunch. Mm. Do I feel guilty? No, because I have, you know, it's his first real year of independence. This this summer is his first summer of independence. Mm. And he's made friends from secondary school in the next town and everything. And we've got an understanding because at the beginning of the holidays, I sat him down and I said, just because I am at home does not mean I can taxi you around every day. If you want to see your friends, it has to be prearranged. You can't just walk into my office and say, can you take me to Harpenden? Because I have work. I will do things for you if you do things for me. Mm. So this morning, you clear your bedroom up and you take all those dirty glasses downstairs. I'll leave you a smoothie in the fridge. And then if you want to go somewhere later on, when I finish talking to everyone I need to talk to, I'll take you. Mm. Uh, it's almost like there's this expectation that you're going to be around the kids all the time. It's always going to be. Oh. And there's always Alexa going to be. was just telling me oh. that someone was at the front door. Sorry, go on. That's all right. Hello to the person. Mm, I don't know um, that. <laughs> That's brilliant. So what was I going to say? Yeah, so I think there's this, well, it's almost like the summer holidays have rocked up and everyone set this expectation of, right, I'm going to make sure every minute of my kid's day is going to be filled with some enjoyment, some thing. And I think that almost creates this dopamine hit that we see around the world now where kids are always needing something to stimulate them. Mm -hmm. um, what happened to them playing by themselves? What happened to them discovering and learning stuff for themselves but we can't helicopter around them all the time we're trying to grow adults here not kind of that dopamine needy kid not big giant children yes 
Yeah. Like get them to clean yeah. some stuff. Get them to go and play in the garden, get dirty. Get them like you don't need to be around them all the time. You can, and I think that actually makes the moments when you do spend time, it doesn't have to be an expensive super day out. It can actually just be, we're gonna go do something small, but they'll remember those small things. Yeah. 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 And I you know, and that starts with all of that starts with you as a parent. You know, my my brother and my sister-in-law um have got COVID and they have got a four-year-old who is full on, full on. He is an energetic little boy and he needs to go outside a lot. But on Sunday, they both felt like rubbish. And they said to him, we really don't feel very well. We need you to just be okay with being indoors and playing with your toys here and watching some TV and just keeping yourself occupied. And he was fine. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. No guilt because they really went well. Like They felt like shit. Yeah. So I just, you know, and that starts with you setting your boundaries and 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 explaining that. And it doesn't matter. Your your children don't have to be 12 for you to do that. Like your children can be younger. Okay, a bit different if you've just had a baby or whatever. Like that is a bit different. But but allowing children to experience a bit of boredom and use their imaginations. Wow, mind blowing. I know it's crazy, right? It's absolutely crazy. Um, I had a controversial topic really quick. Go on. Yeah, we go about 10 minutes or so. The body positivity movement. Oh, oh love oh, this. Is it really positive? So, my take on this is that Listen, I work with some ladies who have a long journey ahead of them and I'm not being disrespectful. They know that themselves. So I have some ladies that are, you know, really working to get themselves out of an unhealthy place in life. Okay. And every week we work on celebrating what their body has done for them that week on their journey. Because my belief is that just because you're not in the body that you want just yet does not mean you should treat that body, think about that body, speak about that body negatively. You can want to lose weight, be healthier, fitter, stronger, but still love the body you're currently in. Amen. Do I believe that it's right to preach to people that love the size you are, health at any size, all of that stuff? No. I know that there are, you know, let's take Gymshark, for example. They have a lot of influencers. Not all of the, not not all of them are, but they have a lot of influencers who are plus size influencers right who who use tiktok and instagram and they show their workouts in their gymshark gear and they are in larger bodies mm. that's brilliant because you and i both know that undertaking exercise regularly 
irrespective of how much body fat you are carrying is one of the best decisions you can make for yourself. You will reduce your risk of of all cause mortality by undertaking regular exercise, but you can still be at an unhealthy body weight with unhealthy amounts of body fat and be a gym shark influencer. I think you pretty much nailed it. Yeah, you're right. It's it's so interesting that as soon as you post about weight loss and aesthetics, because uh, there was a comment on one of my posts the other day and I was talking about, you know, a lot of my clients, they want to have like a nice toned back so that when they go backless, it looks hot. They want to have arms that people are like, how did you do that? I want, I want those arms. Like for me, if I don't feel, look and feel a certain way, I'd, don't perform a certain way it's just part of me and part part of my psyche there's nothing wrong with it but you're right you can be carrying a lot a higher percent of body fat or a lower percent of body fat and not and want to change that you could want to yeah put on some muscle for sure like yeah because you can you can be a really low body weight and body fat percentage and be unhealthy absolutely absolutely but it i i think why is it okay to preach body positivity and tell people like me and you we are because I had one of these a little while ago she told me that you know I was out of order for talking about how women want to look good naked I remember that I remember that one yeah. yeah and why is it okay for her to tell me that I shouldn't be preaching that mm. but it's not okay vice versa why is it okay to preach about being a certain you know a certain size and health at any size but it's not okay for us to say well actually you are putting your health at risk yeah it's really weird isn't it it's like we have to stop but they can't stop it's really it's a really weird phenomenon isn't it it's just like yeah so it's okay for you but I'm not allowed to okay I see how this body keeping yeah. works. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I just don't engage with it. Actually, there's a few, there's a few people that I have been connected with that I've remo- removed the connection because it's. Um, I, I absolutely agree with the message: love the body you're in, and your body is amazing, and it's the only body you're ever going to have. Yep. But, actually there is nothing wrong with wanting to change how and how you feel when you look in the mirror nothing at all and that's what it comes down to nothing at all so i've got one last thing i just wanted to bring up because i'm enjoying mm-hmm. it so much and i know we could talk about we could talk forever what is health so for me because i obviously come from a bit of a mental health standpoint of view as well because that's how I got into doing this for me health is a really individualized concept but for everyone health is about physical health mental health social health environmental health and all the other words that I can't remember what they are now like your health to me 
is about your whole in like your whole being your whole environment so it's about having the energy that you want to do the things you want to do and you need to do every day it's about feeling your best mentally it's about having healthy relationships because don't forget you can be in really rubbish relationships that can make lead to you feeling really unhealthy it's about feeling like you've got a purpose it's about looking to your future and feeling like it's going to be a great one for me it's it's everything it is the life that you lead awesome I like that it's interesting what's, how, what is it to you um for me it's just very I can't try and make it very simple the absence of dis-ease mm. um and I that's that somewhere that could be that could be mental physical whatever but the because you know it's really interesting I've been thinking about this a lot how we we like to conceptualize things when there is a standard definition of it so I'm not saying your thing your was was wrong it was beautiful but it was just really funny like if I said to someone what's gravity everyone's like well it's the force that brings apples out of the tree right it's the reason why I fall over mm-hmm. but the minute you say health well it's different for everybody it's really interesting how mm. for certain things we apply our concepts, but for certain things, for things, it's actually for things we can't change, we apply definition. For things we can change, we apply mm. concepts. Hey, I'm yeah. right. I'm healthy as I am. Yeah. Well, I, do, I think that for me, like, you know, some people, when you say environment, they might say, well, my house, I'm happy with my house. Like, it's not important to me what area I live in or what mm-hmm. type of house I live in or things like that. Whereas to other people, it is. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it's just something that's been on my mind. I haven't had the chance to discuss it with anybody. It's just interesting how we, with health, it's like, you'll say to someone, are you healthy? And they'll say, yes. But then if they get up, they're like, oh, oh, that hurts. That's a bit uncomfortable. And I'm like, so are you healthy? Or does health mean that you don't yeah. have to go to the doctors about it? Yeah. It's really mm. interesting. Just, just something interesting. for people to think about, like, do you have dis-ease somewhere in your life? Because yeah. that's the measure. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Very good. Very yeah. good. Thank you. This has um, been awesome. As always, um, where can people find your podcast? the mum boss method podcast and then you can come and check out the mumbossmethod.com and find all of the things the podcast the blogs how you can work with me how to follow me on social media come check it out what about you um the greg Fearon podcast nice and simple and my website is gregfearon.co.uk and i'm greg Fearon everywhere facebook linkedin insta sometimes when i post on it <laughs> Um, yeah yeah, you can find out how you can work with me talk to me converse yeah all good nice so if you're listening to this if you're on apple give this a review and if there's any takeaways obviously get in contact with either of us we'll put both of our socials i'll put it in my social notes yeah we'll put it in hers and yeah come and say hello so yeah thanks thanks that was awesome my pleasure my pleasure that's great see you later everyone Take care, peeps. Stay safe. Bye. Bye-bye.